Hello, everyone. Today's topic for the Genuine Men's Chat uh, live Zoom call is overcoming the cycle of stress. The Genuine Men's Chat is a movement uh, consistent of a show, a podcast, uh, workshops, and now weekly lives on Zoom, which is online. And that expresses the often unheard, honest views of men from various backgrounds, cultures, religions, and life experiences. It also offers men a rare opportunity to use this platform to express their views, their thoughts, their perspectives, and obstacles in life with other men on topics that impact the community as a whole. It's an unfiltered and unadulterated look at what life is like from a man's perspective. Hi, I'm Rihan. I'm the host, and I'm a transformational relationship and personal and professional life coach for genuine men, genuine women, couples, and families. Now, today, as we've um, mentioned earlier, the topic is overcoming the cycle of stress. Here, in this new lifestyle that we're now faced with living, how do we define stress? Is stress defined by attempting to work from home? Or is it working from home without much social interaction? Could it possibly be managing and safeguarding our finances? Um, maybe even being in the same waking, living, and sleeping space day in and day out. Is stress struggling to get out of bed in the morning or getting to sleep at night and staying asleep? Is stress feeling limited around maintaining our exercise routine or our activities outdoors? Is stress potentially attempting to keep our children entertained while also working from home or juggling to teach our children their schoolwork? Is stress identifying new ideas for meals that the family will actually eat at home? Or is stress struggling with self-isolation and illness? Is stress worrying about our own health and the health of our loved ones? Is stress wanting more physical connection and closeness in our relationships? Or the opposite is stress needing much more alone time or physical space in our relationships. Regardless what the sources uh, of stress may be, the underlying connector is oftentimes relationships. And that is our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with others. So in fact, one wonderful benefit of this opportunity that we're experiencing is we may have realized that being away from our loved ones and family and partner and children and friends has changed us in some way. In fact, we may not have previously allocated enough quality time to spend with them as you may have wanted or desired to set aside. And now we have that invaluable gift of quality time with them. So what is our goal over the coming weeks with our weekly live Zoom events? Our goal is to create a safe, interactive, and engaging space around how to redefine our purpose and redesign the way we fulfill our purpose in our relationships in our, in our lives. I am pleased and honored to present our guest speaker today, Louise McFarland. She is a women's lifestyle and relationship coach. 
she has impacted the lives of her clients around the world for over the past 10 years. Her insight, experience, encouragement, and patience continue to support women to align their vision with clarity, courage, and connection to ensure that they can be, do, and give more to make a difference in their world. Welcome, Louise. Hi there, how are you doing? <clears throat> Good. Do you want me just to get started? Yeah, right away. Yeah, sure. Um, just before I start, um, gentlemen, I just want to kind of tell you about this array of hair, yeah? I'm going a bit crazy that I can't get to my hairdressers. I did have an appointment the week after we were told we weren't allowed to go. And um, so I'm a, I, I don't know when I'm next going to see her. So funny story was, as I got so fed up, I texted her the other night and said, look, if I turn my head upside down and just cut straight across, do you think it will look good? And she came back with this, no, don't do that. So how about putting a headscarf on or doing other things with your hair? So this is why I've got um, this head gear on, which I wouldn't normally wear. Um, but it just starts with, with how are women going to cope? You know, for those, I mean, some more than others will go regularly to, you know, get the nails done. Um, again, I have a friend, it is essential for her to have her nails done. She is not happy if she doesn't have her nails done. So it's one of the things that, that we are really going to, as women, that some of us are going to be struggle, struggling with more than others. But today, I really want to, before, I just wanted to tell you that, um, just to kind of <laughs> suggest that. But I also really want to kind of talk more um, closely, really, about what Reham was suggesting. Um, the stresses that we're all going to have for both men and women but my focus is really going to be on how the women in your life might be changing at the moment and that may be your partner your daughters your sisters your mothers your cousins your friends any female colleagues um, flatmates as well if, if there are any female flatmates and we're all dealing with this differently. We hear every day. We've never been in anything like this before. Yeah. We, we know that there's uncertainty. We know that it's going to get worse before it gets better. We know that um, we're all trying to do the best we can. We know there's a heck of a lot of people not following the guidelines. So could be making it worse. Um, we know that other countries aren't following guidelines or not yet. So, that it really stirs up a lot of variety of emotions and thoughts that um, we're all going through at this time. And really, um, Reham, the purpose of this live chat, and I'm certainly doing it with a group of women as well, is we realize that during this time, we all need help. And so today, I want to just talk about, let's go in a little bit deeper as to how you can recognize some of the changes behaviors and moods of the women in your life um, so gauge what i say from where they were before this came um, because i have certainly heard that um, men are with, so with some quite moody women um, or people they're already having lots of arguments and you know so maybe they're escalating so 
just check in where where your relationship is with some of the women in your life and then as i describe it you can determine what from there if anything is changing over the next week two weeks or maybe has already changed um so some of the things that just to be aware of is she we have all turned our life upside down overnight however women's primary instinctive number one thing is to make sure everything and everyone is sorted out before she puts herself first so she will be making sure the home is tidy making sure the shopping is in making sure that there's food always food in the house making sure that the house is cleaned making sure that the children if there's children clean up after themselves they're doing their homeschooling there's plenty of activities for them if she's working she's and maybe a, a team manager she's checking in with them first and then maybe even late at night she's sitting down going now i can get on with my stuff if that is a habit that's beginning or a behavior that's beginning to show up and she's feeling exhausted that she she just pushes through to go and do her stuff at night or she's cranky at the end of the day um just check it just kind of go okay there's something going on and i'll i'll describe a little later as to how you can reach out to her to support her but that's number one is that we will make sure it's an instinctive act it's an instinctive behavior and i'm not saying men don't but there's a story that i heard that just to give you a little insight to it is um women when they just have a new baby our number one thing is making sure the baby is fed watered cleaned and is getting enough sleep so um let's say the the baby's been up through the night it wakes up in the morning and it's um the first thing she'll do is get up and go to the baby she'll make sure that the nappy's cleaned and, and if it not it needs fed or whatever and then she'll maybe sit down with the baby and then go oh i need to go to the toilet yeah whereas this this lady sharing this story was saying that her husband when it's his turn to get up during the night will get up go to the bathroom and, and then go and get the baby so for some reason you have a realize like I've got to get myself organized before I tend to somebody else. Just be aware it's sometimes the reverse for women. So we'll do everything and everything and everything. And then at the end of the day, we'll be exhausted and we'll be cranky. Because usually that means we probably haven't fed ourselves or eaten or we've made sure that everybody else is fed and we've not eaten ourselves. So um, just be aware of that one. Another one is, um, what are we focusing on? What are, are her thoughts at the moment? Um, again, I'm coming from a women's perspective. I'm not saying it's men don't think it either, but we are the primary carers in a household. And therefore, as we're looking after everybody else, if, if a child gets a snivel or you get a snivel, we'll be going, oh my goodness, is she all right? Is he all right? So what do we need to do? and the panic will start to, to build up. If, there's, if she's very house proud and the house starts to get dirty, is that what she's focusing on where you're going, do you know what, right now it doesn't matter, let's do it tomorrow. 
you know, but she'll go, no, no, it needs to be done now. So is she focusing on the things that are taking her away from some more important things or is she, or maybe she is watching too much TV, watching too much news. And from my perspective, they are just embedding negativity in us, repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. And with the way our mind works, we need repetition to remember things and remind ourselves. But if it's negative, then that's the way it's gonna to start to be stored. And so therefore things might seem doom and gloom um, I certainly know that last Monday when the teachers were having to homeschool, there was a lot of parents who were like, oh my goodness, are you expecting us to do all of this with our children? You know, and parents, mothers and parents had to turn around and suddenly become teachers overnight. So where the thoughts are and where that she's putting her focus can also make her upset, cranky, critical you know really starts criticizing and blaming things it will affect her mood and her emotions so again touch in where she was before all of this happened and depending what she's had to do since then what's the impact now um, <clears throat> and therefore with this it's also a way that might show up is what are the change in our behaviors you know, so it may be that she's having an extra biscuit with her cup of tea or when she sits down and watches telly, there's the packet of biscuits beside her and she's not conscious of it, but it's one after the other. And then she'll turn around and go, where did all the biscuits go? And it's probably you'll get blamed for it, but it's, it's, she's just so unaware because it's an emotional need rather than actually stopping herself and going, do I really need this? Um, another one may be that she's, if, she, if there's alcohol in the house, it might be that extra glass of wine, which doesn't serve us. It could be that it could be the absolute reverse that she's gone into overdrive to get fit. So it's not half an hour, it's one hour or two hours a day, you know, because she has to feel the need of her emotions at that time, which are changing with the vulnerability and uncertainty that she's feeling. Another one is the, um, it's the, with all of this going on, she might be withdrawing from you, you know, in her communication with you because she's so busy and therefore, um, and I go into a, a, in a lot of depth with the women that I work with is that we tend to jump into what we call masculine energy. Um, and that means we need to get things done. We can focus on one thing, which is a great trait actually, gentlemen. Um, so when the masculine energy is you think rationally, you can focus, therefore you can focus on one thing at a time and um, you're kind of driven by competition. Feminine energy is very, very different in that we, we have the ability to focus on another, a number of things, um, which we call diffuse awareness. Um, in, the, in the world, it's generally known as multitasking, but there's a reason we have that, is because as the primary carers of the children in days gone by, we have to be able to look after the child while making dinner. We can't just focus on making dinner and the child walked into the fireplace or 
you know, into a cupboard that they shouldn't be in. So we have to have that diffuse awareness. We're very much thinkers of, we're run by our emotions rather than being rational. So that's why sometimes if something's upsetting, we can either explode or we withdraw, you know, so these are the two reactions that we can have. And the other one is, is we strive for connection. We really do need that connection in our lives. So um, just to give you a quick description of that, but when I say that she might withdraw and she's going into, no, I need to get this done and I need to get this done. I need to get this done and I need to get this done. Just recognize that she's gone into what we call masculine energy. Let's get the list done and then I can stop. But in reality, we all know that the to-do list never ends. So it's, I'll explain to you how you can interrupt that. But if you do interrupt at the wrong moment, you might actually get an explosion you know, of vocabulary that is incomprehensible, that's height, heated with emotion. And you, men will just stand there and go, what have I done? I came to offer her a cup of tea. You know, so be fully aware that um, if, if that behavior changes and she's so focused on her to-do list and not switching off and she's criticizing you, she's blaming you, she's having what we, I call a vent, which is this incomprehensible blurb of words coming out of her mouth, then just remember that it's just at that moment. It's a time where she just needs to let go, but it's the wrong moment to maybe have it. And for you to just be aware that you've done nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. Um, and therefore you can just step away from it and pick up the conversation another time. Again, um, we're going to go into that a little later. And the last one, you know, with us all being worried, very busy, our lives have turned upside down. She may withdraw during intimacy. So whatever you were doing before, snuggling up on the sofa, um, holding hands, touching her and she just pulls away which is just like what, what's going on um, and obviously sort of in in bed in your intimate moments in bed if she is withdrawing then there are reasons for it can i just say right now please don't take it personally and again we'll show you some tools as to how you can turn that around and get that um, relationship and passion back into your um your life. That's with your partner, obviously. Um, but also to make, please keep aware that these behaviors, apart from the withdrawing intimacy, um, is affected by all the other women in your life too. Okay. So I've just said an awful, awful lot. Is there anybody that has any questions? Even you, Reham, if you want to just ask some questions that you might need some clarity at this point. And then I'll start to describe some tools that um, we can help you get through this time. Any questions? Don't have to come live in the call if you want to write them in the chat box or anything you want clarified or anything. <clears throat> Excuse me, let's take just a, a few seconds to see any questions and then I'll jump in with a question. Can I jump in? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Please jump in. Right. So, Alan, what's your question? Obviously, 
there are different relationships people have, different uh, age brackets, different um, stages of relations, relationships people have uh, in their houses. Um, and obviously not all of them are romantic because some of them are, like you said, there's a mother, there's a sister, so they'll have different reactions. And there are different personality types. So it all depends uh, always, I think. Obviously there are some general repetitive patterns happening with women and their reactions and how they deal with stress uh, that I notice uh, in many different scenarios. And usual men's reaction to that is the logical side of the brain and be like, why are you feeling this? Why are you doing this? Uh, you could you could fix it very easily by doing X, by just, you know, if you're tired, why don't you just sit down and relax? If you're, you know, if you need sleep, go to sleep. This is how typical man thinks. It's like, if there's a problem, go fix it by doing something that's logical. And, and obviously a lot of men don't understand that this is not exactly how a woman thinks. Um, so I definitely understand that there are, there are things happening that lots of us cannot, you know, um, explain. So it would be nice to have some sort of guidance. Like usually in my case, I just try to shut up and listen. Um, I tend to be quite talkative, but in that moment, I tend to shut up and listen. And I know a lot of guys are not really uh, good at listening to their partners uh, and, you know, females in general. Um, but it's not like they don't exist. The guys do exist and they, they, they can listen. Um, just like, I think what I found over the years is like that, that fixer guy just needs to sometimes take a step back and just, just to see you understand, understand the problem. And uh, usually that helps from my perspective is just understanding the problem. Sometimes it's really hard to find the reason and understand the problem, but I think that really helps if you understand the other person. Um, from a man's perspective, I think the understanding is the most important. Like either why is happening or um, what is actually happening because what is being said is different to what is actually happening. Um, yeah, so that's from my point of view. Like I, I for example, uh, with my girlfriend, I can see certain things that are happening from time to time because of this isolation, she still has to go to work. So we're not there, uh, you know, 24 seven, but I can see that no matter how understanding you try to be and how patient and how well your intentions are, you are still gonna have this, this person is gonna be agitated. They're gonna be frustrated. Things are starting to mount on top of each other. And no matter how much you try to avoid confrontation, you will still get into an argument. Like uh, there's almost like there's a, some, something that's pulling you to that argument. And it's really hard to deal with it. 
no matter how self-aware you are and how understanding you are. And so it's kind of like the best thing to do is just talk. Like I found the best way to do is talk and listen. Actually, the best one is listen and then to talk. Yeah, that's from me. So Alan, are you asking uh, for uh, techniques, uh, approaches, or, a cl or more clarity on the thought process of a woman from Greece? So the, maybe the thought process, because sometimes it's really hard to understand why, even though if, if you can listen well, or if you can, um, tr like, because smart, I'm smart enough to figure it out. Sometimes it's not so easy to figure out though. It's like, there is something hidden and you just want to know, uh, like, what is the, the thought behind certain things? Um, great question and great clarity as well, you know, of what you're realizing that you're needing to do, Alan, in these situations and even noticing, you know, what's happening. Um, a huge hand to your partner who's still going out and having to do what she needs to do. I mean, just going out there and seeing what's going on that we can't even see on a day-to-day -day basis brings its own frustrations and worries and concerns, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, please, please pass on that, that we are just... Our She's thoughts right are next to me, she can hear it. Okay. Um, <laughs> our thoughts are going to you to go, still going out and, and facing the public that are around at this time and doing what you do. Um, the thought process of a woman, interesting, and please do check it, you know, support me here, um, Reham, because for me, is, it's not a logical thought process something happens and obviously with it comes to what we believe our values our history our you know all these things come up and our, our stories behind it all will affect the reaction that we have but the 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 prob the, the big thing is is to remember we have to talk to find a solution I think that's the process. So if, you, if you're thinking about it, that you're absolutely right. And I have a, a, mo a model called LIPS um, so that I can teach its four steps to, to show you what to do. But the, the idea is if I listen and she talks it through, then she'll come to the solution. So all I have to do is wait which is very challenging for you because men can see the problem and go, I know how to deal with this. And it's not the response that women are looking for. I think a general guide is that, and you hear it all over the internet, you hear it on interviews, we feel very unheard. So, and if you think about um, one of the, the, you know, one of the keys I was going to give you, um, so we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit, is that the connection that we, we need is vital. We strive for that connection in our life. We strive for collaboration. We strive for conversations. But in days gone by, we had a bunch of girlfriends to do it with. At the moment, the change may become because she's only got you unless she's reaching out to her girlfriends. We're not, we're not in small groups anymore because we're out working, yeah? So going back to even a generation, two generations ago, many mums were at home, 
you know, they joined a group for the babies and they met other mums and two or three times a week they met and they just chat, 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 chat. And it was probably absolute nonsense or all about babies or whatever. But that's where we offloaded. So when the men came home at night time, our attention could be given to you. Because that is over the last couple of generations is, is decreased. We don't have that morning community in the morning anymore. We're going to an environment that is, let's get stuff done. I don't have time to listen to you. Just give me what the problem is and come to me with a solution. And then as a manager in a male industry myself at one time, that's exactly what I did. Because people came to me for solutions and I said, I could sit here all day and I don't have the solution. Go and find one, come back to me. So it empowered men to go and find the solution. But women need to talk it through. When I went to my manager, it was a different story. He would interrupt and I'd go, excuse me, can I just finish, please? Let me just, I've got a solution, but I need to tell you this bit first. But he often didn't have time. So I had to adapt to go, here's the problem, here's my solution, or here's the problem, what do I do? And so therefore we cut down that need or that, that understanding, we cut down the, the desire of talking that we naturally need to do to sort things out in our head. And if we can't do that, it can make us quite, it affects our emotions. So if this is happening to a woman time and time again, that she's talking and somebody interrupts her, and it can be women to women nowadays as well, um, then she might get angry. Why don't you just listen to me? You know, you never listen to me long enough. So it's, it, she's not getting everything, excuse me, off our chest, which is exactly why we need to talk. That is actually what's happening most of the time. However, there are situations where she's not talking and she doesn't want to talk. Of so course. what would you do that in that, in that case? That's depending, the, the, the situation is depending who, who is doing that as well in your, in your relation, in your, who is the woman in your life to do that. If she's withdrawn, then it is a slightly gentler approach. And that means you need to make time for her. Yeah, she doesn't feel valued. Nobody's given her time. So making that time for her and, um, do you understand the word presence, gentlemen? Sure. Being present. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, so clarify it, um, Luis, in, yeah, sure, in terms absolutely. of coaching, please. Presence is um, when you are with them. You're switched off. You have to switch off from everything else that's going on. And she is your number one attention. She's just there and you're giving her all of your 100% attention it's not the easiest thing to do if you're not used to doing it. And it's one of the things that if you can actually do it with her or she to you, because I teach women to do it with men as well. And it can take two minutes. It can take two minutes to break down actually what's going on. So if she is silent, then it's the reassurance that needs to come first. It's going to be okay. I'm here for you. And mean it. Yeah, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm going to be take care of you. What's going on? And let's sort this out together. Reassurance, reassurance, reassurance. But at the same time, make eye contact with her. 
look inside her because inside it's somebody really hurting going I need help but I don't know how to say it that's why the silence comes I don't know how I'm feeling I can't verbalize it and if you can do that two minutes it may take a little longer don't lose eye contact with her she may just distract just say come back to me I'm here for you just let let us be be here in this moment and let me reassure you I'm here for you and that can be to daughter sister mother and partner but especially partner because she really wants to be your number one woman in your life yeah so and that really show if she is withdrawn or she has been angry there will be tears there will be I don't know how women react in different ways when they do that but there will be tears because suddenly the weight of what she's been carrying on will go this is shared now and this is where the connection is really really important for women we cannot sustain all the pressures of life on our shoulders alone if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah it does I'd like to share um, just one more bit, Louise. That was a beautiful answer to um, and and thank your girlfriend for being in the room with us and and, and vulnerable both of you uh, to share these intimate moments with us. Um, checking the energy, as Louise said, from where you're coming from is really important, and that's for both of you. Where is she coming from? So when you make it a practice to recognize, am I coming from this? to-do list focused, really hyper-focused and vigilant on one specific thing that I'm trying to do, I can't be derailed, then the energy um, is, is one that will follow in an emotional way, reflective of, of that energy source. So as, as Louise said, uh, masculine energy, then the emotional source will be to, to um, detach or to disengage for example, while feminine energy, and men and women both have feminine energy and masculine energy, to be clear, um, the, the feminine energy will be to connect, to look into each other's eyes, as Louise was saying. So um, the other point that I wanted to mention is to, um, with, uh, to the point of being triggered. Um, and Louise, you covered this um, beautifully. Uh, if, if there's something in the past that has come up based on a behavior or attitude or word or look, Alan, for example, that you've given her that has been unresolved for her, that will bring forth the floodgates of emotion. And those floodgates of emotion will then be unleashed unintentionally onto you because you are the current present, as Louise said, present as an in the moment person triggering her but it really stems from her past, potentially. And oftentimes it does for men as well. So this isn't exclusive to women. Um, when that happens, recognizing that the trigger is coming from somewhere else, it's a pain point, it's a point of pain, that's what I mean by pain point, um, that comes from the past. And I might not, as a woman, recognize where it's coming from, or as a man, recognize what the source is, but I know that it's something that's raw. It's unhealed. And expressing, as um, Louise said, um, verbally, you know what, this is a really sensitive area for me. 
I may not know why, but I thank you for holding this space with when I'm experiencing. Because what, what happens is you're, like Lisa said, reassuring. You're bidding for connection. You're actually asking and offering time, value, and um, intimacy, a vulnerability with your partner when you do that. And you could do this with children as well, as, as young as four or five years old even. I, I would dare say three if their comprehension level is up to par. So you can do that. And when they're, for example, having a temper tantrum, your relationship with that child, just get down to their level, eye-to-eye -eye communication, and really say, I'm here for you. What you're feeling is okay. When you're ready, I'm here to speak. And you're reconnecting, rebonding, and recommunicating the important message of reassurance, which goes back to the basic human needs that we talked about last week um, with Liaquatu and Alan as well, um, as, and, and Michael on the basic human needs uh, um, foundation. So with that said, just remember that it could be from something else, and it could be from the relationship itself. But the most important thing, as Louise said, is don't take it personally. Unpack the emotion, meaning take apart the person from the behavior. Unpack the emotion attached to that behavior and really look at, well, what is making me upset? What is making me feel unheard? What is making me feel unloved? All of those insecurities that we normally don't speak about oftentimes in our relationships openly and verbally. This is a beautiful opportunity to invite those conversations to take place and to build further vulnerability. And vulnerability is never weakness. Vulnerability is actually strength. It's the bravery and the courage to have those vulnerable and intimate moments with your partner, with your loved ones, or even with friends on a level that lets them know I'm here for you, regardless of those insecurities. Luis? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yes, it's, it's that, that's exactly, and thank you for the, the additional clarifications and things. And I, and I think it's going forward, it's, it's, it's the subject I could talk about all day, you know, um, and I could do it to a room of men all day to get you really clear on some, some, you know, what's going on and also some tips and tools. And it's also, I could do it to a group of women all day as well. And um, can I share at this point? Tomorrow, um, I'm actually going to start a series of webinars for women. Um, and tomorrow we're looking at, I'm going to get them looking at themselves. Why are they getting upset? Why are they you know, feeling unheard? Why are they taking the world on their shoulders to make sure everything's okay and in place and all the rest of it when they may have other people around about them, like partners, husbands, you know, children, um, you know, and also how to kind of fill their cup full of energy so that they can do this because instinctively are we are here to look after the family instinctively gentlemen you are there to provide and protect so it's a very different purpose that we have in in life and the women will just run around making sure everybody else is okay i, I can't stress that enough everybody else is okay before she takes care of herself so tomorrow, and I'll give you some details 
um, towards the end about when it is and, and some more and the link to register. But really tomorrow I'm going to start getting the women to look at how can they fill their cup up so that they have the energy to support other people. So by putting themselves first, so that's tomorrow. But I wanted to, to and I've, I think I've already mentioned it, and, and that is that just a phrase for you to remind yourself if things are beginning to change, women strive for connection or collaboration, or as we've been talking about, conversations. There's, it's so important. So I've taken the, the strive the, for and um, the C, the letters from each word, for three, three things that we can do. And the S is really a, a part when you get this and it's, it's really something, and I've talked about it kind of in a roundabout way um, till now, but if you get this, that if she can actually look at herself and you can encourage her to do so, then she will actually, um, she will be able to have more energy, more fun, more vitality, more passion and intimacy with you. And this S is really her self-care, her self-care. And that's not just, can she get to the hairdressers and get her hair done or get her nails done as I was you know, talking about at the, the beginning, but it's really about sleep. You know, we're at home now, we're not going out to travel, we're not running around to the shops, I suppose many, many of us maybe, but um, you know, we're ordering food in. Um, so do we have an extra hour just to go to bed an hour earlier? And I'm not meaning to go to bed and watch our iPads. I mean, go to bed, lights out, and just get that one hour extra quality of sleep. That's seven hours, 14 hours in two weeks, 21 hours, and it, it can accumulate. And it is the number one way for women to replenish their energy. Sleep is so important for all of us. But for a woman, we'll push it aside to make sure we're, we're busy um, and do, making sure everything's done before we go to sleep. So sleep is number one. Um, food, water, essential in our lives. Now, it may be if she is having, if she does have family at home or other people around her, she'll be in the kitchen preparing meals so that she will sit down and eat. But I've also been in families where the, the mother is buzzing around, the child is sitting in the middle of the kitchen with a television on as its focus, and she's going, I've got to go off and do this, and leaves the child to eat on her own, and she doesn't eat. You know, so that's really going to impact her. It may be she's working from home, and she's got a big project to do, and she's forgotten to take a bottle of water or a glass of water, and like I had huge techno technological problems this morning, I didn't leave my computer for four to five hours. Fortunately, I did have water, but if I didn't have water, I would have not have realized until much later in the day, I thought of, God, I'm really sluggish. Oh, my lips are really dry. I'm really, really thirsty. When we get into that zone, we just actually, we don't look after ourselves. We're too busy making sure that for me, I was serving my community in the outside world this morning. And that was the most important thing for me. So we don't actually look after ourselves, even at the basic level. 
but it can also be some things that she used to have. You know, maybe she had a regular massage. Maybe she went and had coffee with her friends. These things are going to be more challenging now. So it's about being creative as to how that can happen. So encourage her to get on, you know, Zoom or WhatsApp or whatever you know, platform possible to connect with just her friends. Leave them. Take in the pot of tea and the biscuits and just leave them and let them have their conversations and that will help her get through what's going on at the moment so these things are are really really important is her self-care you know give her time if she's had a really busy day and she loves hot baths at the end of the day um we've just had supper are you finished now shall i go and run your hot bath shall i shall i go and run it for you so that's one thing you can do. And another way that if you're not really sure how, especially if you've got teenage daughters and yeah, I haven't really kind of checked in um, because you haven't been in the same vicinity as one another for so long. Um, there is something called the five languages of love. Have you heard of that before? Okay, um, so let me briefly explain it to you. The five languages of love is, is how we all receive love or different, there's five different ways that we receive love. There's a primary one and there's a secondary one, okay? And the, out of the five. So the, the first one, well, there's no particular order, but the way I remember them um, is telling, telling the person how you feel about them. I love you, I think you're great, I think you're beautiful, I think you're amazing. The per other person loves to hear how you feel about them. So that's telling them. Another one is touch. So is it just brushing their shoulder as you walk past? Is it just holding their hand when you're out walking? Or, you know, um, even in the kitchen, you just go and grab their hand and give it a squeeze and say, hey, you okay? Is it a case of, you know, every time, you know, your girlfriend comes in, Alan, I don't know, I'm just making an example because she's out and about. She comes in and she just needs a hug. And you just give her that hug because touch is important to her. Is it, um, so that's touch. And another one, especially, I'll just throw it out here at this time, is if she is anxious or running around like crazy, worried, the best thing to do, if I can stand up and show you without pulling half the things together, is put your hand there on the small of her back and follow her. Wherever she goes, you go. This is the most grounding part for us. If you put your hand on her back and follow her, she'll eventually slow down. It seems like crazy and she'll wonder what the heck you're doing, but say, hey, I'm with you and just keep following her. Hand on the back. It's almost like you're dancing, but only with one hand, but it really grounds her to the ground again and makes her that she doesn't actually have to be so worried and anxious at that time. Again, you're there for her the biggest message that that can give her. So that's touch. The other one is doing things for her. Um, I have to say that's my mother through and through. Um, she does it to me. She leaves a hammer and a box of, you know, picture hooks on the radiator. Doesn't say anything, just leaves them there. And over the years I've realized, ah, she wants me to hang some pictures. And so I then go and say, hey, where do you want me to hang the pictures? So it's about doing the tasks of anybody's had the the bin or the trash can left in the middle of the kitchen, it's usually her wanting you to do that task for her. And it may mean so little, 
to you, but it's huge to her. So it's about doing tasks, filling her car up with petrol, washing her car. You know, um, if her, she says the tires are low, checking the tire pressure. If it is, you know, oh, I can't be bothered cutting the grass. It, it can come across like that. It's maybe a way of her saying, would you mind doing it? Because we're not always good at asking for help. So we might give it indirectly as well, especially if tasks is one of her languages of love. The other one is gifts. Now, if that is her primary language of love at the moment, it could be very difficult to just pop out and get something. So be creative, yeah? Be creative in what you can or join one of these big online stores and get lots of things delivered or whatever, just so that you can give her gifts. You know, it actually has to, to be. And it's, it's certainly not one of mine. And when I've been in the relationships, you know, the first thing I say to, to the, the person is, please don't bring me chocolates or flowers. And you can see their face kind of go, oh my goodness, what do I do? And then I don't finish the, you know, why I don't like chocolate. It's just not my language. It's just not my language. And the last one is quality time. Um, if you're the woman in your life is saying, hey, can I spend time with you? Or um, I'm really tired or whatever. I haven't seen you. We, we do drop subtle hints. Um, it means let's have some time. And this is where if you are in a relationship with somebody, date night's the perfect way to connect with one another even if it is a picnic in your living room floor, you know, um, or, you know, just sitting down and cooking or putting a candle in the middle of the, the table or whatever, but it's just you and her. So you and her have time to reconnect. Yeah. It's not to talk about all the challenges and sort problems out, but it is about reconnecting at that level, you know, of trust and love that, you know, you have in that, in an intimate relationship. For your child, for your daughters or your children, it's exactly the same. You know, they might want to spend time with you. So if they're peeking their heads around the door going, dad, you know, it could be oh, five minutes and I'll come and go and spend that time with them, you know, just to reconnect with them. So that's the five languages of love, saying it, touch, doing something for them, quality time and gifts. And I just want to share a link. It's from a book called Five Languages of Love by Gary Chapman, I think his name is. Um, and this is a link to the website where there are quizzes. So if you're in a relationship, there's a quiz for a couple. If you're single, there's a quiz for singles. There's a quiz for teens and there's a quiz for children. Um, so, you know, get maybe as a bit of fun, get your, your partner or your, the females in your, your life to do it. And then it's easier for you to know, how can I reach out to them? Yeah. So for example, let's say one person's is I need to be told and the other person's is touch is number one. The person who needs to be told will say to the person who likes touch, I love you. I think you're great. You're beautiful. You're amazing. And they'll go, yeah, right. They'll just brush it off because it's just not relating to them. So the person who likes to hear it actually has to physically start learning to touch more often so that that person then goes, ah, they're touching me. They're connecting with me physically. So they, I know they love me. 
and vice versa the person who touches goes up and just touches them they'll go what are you doing you know they'll, they'll push you away but you have to learn to say hey i think you're beautiful i think you're amazing i love you to bits it's really uncomfortable if it's not natural for you but watch their face light up and so it's learning the other person's language so that you can better communicate and so that's the first key of I think I'd like to share with you today to, as to find a way to really reach out to them and just find out what that is um, and try and, and just step into their shoes. What, do, what would they like? How would they like me to communicate with them so that they can then feel loved and appreciated? And if that alone will start to shift the, the t turn the tables so that you can actually have meaningful conversations. Yeah. So, um, so that's her, her self-care and it's also to do with the, the F as well, which we're all feeling, which is what are we focusing on right now? Um, so is it the doom and gloom that it's all going to be really tough times, we're not going to manage? And, and please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this lightheartedly. I know there's going to be some, some tough times, but again, as we, as we are aware, or we can be aware, that if we focus on that, then we are likely to have more doom and gloom thoughts, negative thoughts than going, okay, what can I focus on today? What is within my control that I can focus on today? And let's get that done. And then I'll feel better about myself and I'll feel more confident. So it is about checking in where both of you are right now and then work out the language of love and find time, not date night, but another time to sit down and go, I'm going to use the, the phrase, we need to talk, but it's not always the best way to start the conversation, but say, hey, let's have a chat about what's going on this week. Share what's going on for this, this week so that you can really, really kind of start to check in with one another. Do you have any concerns? What, should, what are they? Tell me about them. Yeah, really, really get to closeness this is where as Reham was saying this is an opportunity to bring our relationships together that we just haven't made time for um, before this pandemic started or a limited amount of time so this is time where we can really what is their language of love so you can find out what her needs are you know so does she need three meals a day hopefully yes but some women have two and that's enough for them does she have three meals and two snacks? You know, so if she is working busy, you just pop your head and say, hey, have you had your snack today? No, let me go and get it for you. So you're feeding her and making sure that she's okay. And then again, she feels supported. Yeah. Is that all making sense? I know I'm, I'm looking at the time, so please tell me to stop whenever it's necessary. So yeah, is there anything that you want to it clarified oh sorry i just realized i just sent that link to you alan rather than to everybody bear with me there you go it's it to everybody thank you louise that was um beneficial on so many different levels and i know that there are still some questions that want to be asked mm. so i'm pleased to say that we'll be inviting louise back for a part two, maybe part three, maybe a part four, we'll see, of the cycle of stress um, in the coming weeks. Um, next week, I'm 
very um, happy to say um, that we have uh, the Genuine Men's Chat men guests uh, speaking again. So every other week we're going to men's chat speaking openly on topics of their interest um and uh, last week i remember liaquit alan and michael um each shared the benefit that they gained from being on the call and being in this community where they could openly share their views their thoughts their perspectives and obstacles on um issues really pertinent to them in their lives now so i would love to um invite all the men out there and all the women that know men that would benefit from this to join our next uh, uh, Zoom Live, which is on a weekly basis every Thursday at 4 p.m. London time. Um, and um, watch the Genuine Men's Show and podcast. Uh, share, like, and follow us um, on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. And join the Genuine Men's Chat Facebook group. We have one for the genuine women um, that are supporting genuine men and the genuine men themselves to join other men in the discussion. And our motto in 2020 is many men, many conversations. Have you gentlemen taken your seat at the table? Until next time, have a wonderful week. Can I quickly interject, ladies? Can I add on a little bit? Can I add on a little bit? Can you hear me?